Next morning we walked from Summerstown North through Camden Town. Griffin pushed his wooden hands cart in front of us. It had black sacks and boxes on it to collect the soot, and also some sheets folded up. I carried a set of chimney brushes. They were smaller brushes and scrapers in the handcart. We arrived at the back of a row of grand-looking houses near Regent's Park, and I followed Griffin down the back steps of one of the houses to a cellar area. Griffin knocked at the door and a lady, who I guessed was the housekeeper, opened it. Morning, Mrs Durham, said Griffin. We've come to sweep the chimney. Everything ready? I've put the sheets down in the rooms to protect the carpet, said Mrs Durham. The hearth might be a bit warm. The master was up late last night talking, but it can't be helped. Gesturing at me, Griffin told her, I've got a new boy starting today. Usual routine? Yes. He knows not to get undressed too soon, doesn't he? No worry, ma'am, smiled Griffin. He's a good boy. We'll go and get our stuff. As we walked back up the steps to the handcart, I looked at Griffin. Undressed? I asked him. Well, you can't go up a chimney with your clothes on, said Griffin. You'd make a terrible mess when you come down. It stands to reason. You have to take your clothes off before you go up the chimney. But say someone sees me, I said worried. One of the maids. Griffin shook his head. No one will see you. You'll only have your clothes off while you're up the chimney. Soon as you come down east, you'll put them on again. So you don't make a mess when you walk back through the house. Here, you take the brushes and shovels. I'll carry the sacks and sheets. We went into the house. Mrs Durham was waiting for us. Boots off, she said crisply. Griffin untied his boots and put them by the back door and gestured for me to do the same. Once we'd done that, we followed Mrs Durham up some stairs and along a corridor to a big room. As we walked, I couldn't get over how rich everything was. It was a real posh house. Thick carpets on the floor, paintings and pictures in frames on the wall. The wood off the banisters shone with polishing. The first room we went into took my breath away. If the corridor was full of things that showed how rich these people were, the room looked like a treasure house. There were wonderful pieces of china and plates and things on a big dresser and shelves with books on. The chairs were covered with lovely material and I'd never seen such beautiful things before. A white sheet had been laid near the big fireplace to protect the carpet and more sheets had been laid over the furniture near it. When you've done this room, the drawing room is next, said Mrs Durham. I shall be in one of the rooms along the hallway. Call me when you're ready to move on. Yes, ma'am, said Griffin. I followed him over to the fireplace and he knelt down and felt the metal grate. Not bad, he said. It's a bit warm, but not too hot. Nothing you can't cope with. Getting up, he said. Right, close off. I hesitated, but then realised there was nothing else I could do. I took my clothes off and stood there naked. My, you're a skinny one, said Griffin, which is lucky. No use having a chimney boy who gets stuck. He took a small handbrush and scraper and hung them around my neck by the loops of, tie of string tied around the handles. You'll need both hands when you go up. You'll find bricks sticking out. You can get a grip with your hands and knees. Climb up, brushing the soot out with the handbrush. If you find a place where the soot has gone hard, use the scraper to get it off. When you've got to the top, remember to keep brushing as you come down, otherwise the chimney will still be dirty. I knelt down and climbed into the metal grate and looked up. Above me it was pitch black. I can't see the sky at the top, I said. That's because the chimney twists and bends as it goes upwards, said Griffin. You won't see the sky until you're nearer the top. He began to unfold a dirty sheet. 
I'm going to hang this in front of the fireplace so it stops any soot that comes down from going into the room, so it will be dark in there, but your eyes will get used to it. If you can't see at first, go by feel. With that, he draped the sheet over the mouth of the fireplace and I was plunged into darkness. I stood with my bare feet on the bars of the metal grate, the brush and scraper dangling around my neck, and then reached, feeling for the handhold in the chimney. The bricks were still warm. Feeling my way up inside the chimney in the dark was difficult. The first time I hauled myself up, I cracked the top of my head on the bricks and nearly fell down, but I managed to hang on. I let the pain in my head settle down, and the next time I moved up, I went more carefully. The soot on the first ledge was thick, and as I disturbed it, it came out in a cloud, filling my mouth and nostrils and making me cough. I spat out a mouthful of soot and started to brush it off the ledge. I could feel the soot sticking to my skin as it fell past me to the fireplace below. I climbed up a bit more, feeling for handholds and footholds. I was about to start doing some more brushing when I thought, this is silly. If I clean it on the way up, it will just get filled with soot again from higher up. The sensible thing would be to go to the top and start brushing and cleaning as I went back down. So that's what I did. I went up, climbing slowly and carefully from ledge to ledge. The bricks got cooler the higher I went, but the chimney also got narrower. It twisted left and right and there were a few bends, and in a couple of places there were pieces of slate sticking out, which I had to scramble over. I guess that was to stop rain from coming down the chimney. In many places the bricks were rough and I grazed the tops of my skin. I, I grazed the skin off my legs, especially my knees. I was glad I'd coated them with brine the night before. As I got higher I began to see daylight filtering down from above. At first it was just a glimmer of light and then it grew brighter and finally it was a circle of light directly above me. I pushed my way up until I last, at last I managed to get my head just below the chimney stack just below where the chimney stack went into the actual chimney pot. I had this fancy of climbing out into the roof so I could see all over London, but the chimney pot was just too small for me. Instead I perched on the ledge just below the chimney pot, gripping, the tight, gripping on tight with my fingers and pressing with my bare feet against the bricks and smelt the air coming in and listened to the sounds from outside. I swear I even heard a bird singing. I stayed there for a few minutes just listening and talking in the sounds and smells outside. I stayed there for a few minutes just listening and taking in the sounds and smells of outside. Then I set to work brushing and scraping the soot and letting it fall down the chimney. As I cleared one ledge of soot and tar, I found my way down to the next foothold and cleaned around that one and then down to the next and so on until I reached the bottom. The air at the bottom of the chimney was thick with soot. It was almost impossible to breathe. I did my best to keep my mouth shut, but the soot just dangled in the air and hung around me. My feet felt like the metal bars of the grate through the thick layer of soot that had come down and I tugged at the sheet hanging over the fireplace. The sheet twitched and then was lifted and Griffin looked at me. Wow, he said. I could tell from the tone in his voice he was pleased. You was quick. You sure you went right to the top? Yes, sir, I said. I saw the sky through the chimney pot. He looked at the pile of soot, filling the grate and spilling out onto the hearth. I've got to say you've done well, he said. There's a lot of soot come down. Looks like I won't need to use the big brushes. Good job. 
He held the sheet up so that I could crawl out from under the fireplace to the stone hearth. Right, he said, help me shuffle this stuff into the sacks, then you can get your clothes back on so we can do the next one.